Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited to have one of my friends, Denea, on the podcast today. I've had the privilege of ministering with this awesome woman of God through social media. She is the founder of Real Love Waits. Welcome, Denea. Hi. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to see what God does through this episode. Absolutely. So I'd love to start out with doing just five quick fun facts about you so that listeners okay. can know a little bit about who you are, and then we'll dive into to the rest of the podcast. So sure. the first thing is, what is something on your bucket list? Ooh, something that's on my bucket list that I want to do, but I'm like kind of hesitant still, is skydiving. Girl. <laughs> that's something I desire to do is skydiving. That's on my bucket list. That is so cool. God just like recently journeyed me through um, just overcoming fear of heights. I still don't love like heights, but it's definitely not as crippling as it used to be. And I've been thinking like, I think I would go skydiving. And then I'm like, stop, stop. You're getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> You're like one extreme to the other, like hates driving that's, over that's, bridges, that's hates all that, extreme. not want to jump out of a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. Okay. Number two is what is your favorite quote and or scripture? Well, I don't have a favorite quote, but scripture, of course, is very well-known, familiar text in the Bible. It's Matthew 6.33, which is seek, seek ye first his kingdom and all his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. Um, it's actually one of my foundational scriptures, which I started when I first got saved. You know, that was my foundational scripture and still to this day. Um, but Every year, God gives me a scripture to stand on. And one of my favorite scriptures for this year, I know you asked, you know, um, one of my favorite scriptures, but this is another one for this year was Joshua 1, 6 through 9. God just reminded me to be strong and of good courage, to be strong and be very courageous. Mm, that is so good. I love that you talked about a scripture for the year because God's been doing that with me the last several years too, just seeking him like as a new year gets ready to you know come around like god what's the word for this year and then just standing on that scripture and that word that he gives you for the year and and it's cool when you get to the end of the year seeing how he just unfolded that so i love that and it is october so anyone listening be ready to start praying over the new year um because it'll be here before we know it (laughs) (laughs) so if you could have a coffee date with anyone past or present who would you choose i will actually choose an ex of mine who suddenly paid, uh, actually, he passed away in 2011. It was like a sudden passing. Um, just, I would just love to just have that one, have, have, have that one moment with him, another moment with him. Um, you know, we didn't end on bad terms or anything of that sort. You know, we were still connected, still close, and he passed away. 
tragically and suddenly. And I would just like that one time, just that one time, I would love to have to sit down with him just one more time. Mm, my heart. Uh, I wish I could make that happen for you. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? I want to go to the Maldives. Mm, girl. Stick that me is, in your suitcase. That is, that, that is where I desire to go, but not by myself, though. You know, I'm waiting until that time comes with God since my purpose mate and that's where I desire to go. <laughs> Girl, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, last question for this part of the podcast. What is one thing that God is teaching you in this season of your life? God is teaching me how to totally lean on him, how to truly lean on him, how to surrender my entire life to him, not just a part of me, but my whole being unto God, like trusting him fully with every part of the journey, with my whole life, with every decision, um, ev with everything concerned in my life. So God is really teaching me how to lean on him, how to depend on him, how to rely on him for every area of my life. Mm. I would say that. Yeah. That is so good. And that really just seems to be a theme that I'm hearing from a lot of people just in conversation and things, just the theme of surrender and yes. really just being fully surrendered to whatever it is that God is wanting to do in and through our lives. And wow. And God can do a lot with a surrendered heart. So oh, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So tell us your story. Who is Denea? So who is Denea? Mm, okay. Great question. Um, Denea is, as I like to start always by saying, you know, I didn't grow up church. Um, God, like literally snatched me out, snatched me out of darkness and really just pulled me into his truth, his light and understanding of who he, who he is and which helped me understand who I am. Um, prior to knowing Christ and knowing my self-worth and who I am, I look to the world to fulfill me. Um, to complete desires in my life um, that I didn't recognize that because once you become the Christ, you know, the blinders are removed. And I found that I was looking to everything else to complete this void, to fill a void that only God can do. Um, and it's like my life completely changed. You know, I was, I don't, I wouldn't say I grew up, uh, it wasn't, you know, my life wasn't horrible, you know, but I did what I only knew what was right. You know, people do what they know. And once you are, your eyes are open unto the truth, you begin to live differently. Um, you can begin to think differently and your whole life just begins to change. Um, so just, just me, it's just like, you know, my eye, like the Denea is someone who was open and realized the truth of who she is, you know, um, just finding that truth, just coming out of darkness and really being open into the light to finally live in her truth into who God called her to be. That so is that, so beautiful. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And I was even doing like some writing earlier, preparing for a conference that I'm speaking at next week. And I was just thinking about that because I'm going to give an altar call at that. And it's like, God didn't come just to make, not at all to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live and how mm, that's much so good. Truth, 
Yeah. And how much truth that is. And even where the scripture says, like you were saying that he conveys us from darkness to his kingdom and, and how beautiful that is. And I always just go back to the greatest miracle of all. We serve a miracle working God, but the greatest miracle is always salvation. And so such a beautiful, beautiful way of saying your story. And um, you now, you know, I wasn't aware and now I'm aware. (laughs) That's how. Yes. Yes, that's so good. So your ministry is called Real Love Waits. Tell us about that. Real Love Waits um, is a ministry that was dedicated to singles. It started off, you know, um, a ministry dedicated to men and women of God. But then, you know, God took me down a different path and said to minister strictly to women um, and teaching them how to embrace their singleness and knowing the value, their worth. And it's also, uh, it started off with, understanding um as it relates to uh knowing your worth but it's talked I talked a lot about abstinence it started off with abstinence you know I saw a lot of people just giving in and I said you know it's possible if God did it for me he could do it for others it started off as a group on Facebook actually it was just a group and it was just to encourage singles to know that you are valuable and that you can wait that abstinence was possible in that year, I think it was 2016, 17, I started a Facebook group and then it turned into a business. So it's a ministry just dedicated to single women of God to teach them to honor their bodies, to know their worth and their value and who they are in Christ. That is beautiful. And I love that. Just how sometimes God just gives us like a glimpse of, of what we're called to do. And he's like, just take this step. And then you have no idea, like, you know, down the road, you look back and you're like, I had no idea that that first step and and saying yes and being obedient to what he's called me to do was going to land me here. And so, yes, and it, I love that. Yeah. And it birthed a a coaching program out of that. So yeah, I had no idea what was to come just being obedient and starting a group on Facebook. Amen. And it's such a needed ministry. I've heard a lot of people say that, like, there's not a lot for singles, like where, you know, where are the ministries for single people? And, and really it's people that are single that are willing to step up and say this season has a purpose. And like, that's a lot of my platform right now. And, and obviously both of us are believing for kingdom marriages. And like, we know this isn't going to be our season forever, but while we're in it, we're going to make the most of it. So I I love it. What advice do you have for singles in their season of being single? There's so much advice I can get to singles as I've learned so much throughout this journey. But if I can um, give any advice to singles will be to uh, understand your assignment as a single person. Understand uh, that God has more for you, that singleness is not, you know, limited to what the world standards are such as what once I, before coming to Christ, I thought singleness, you know, I saw it as uh, being lonely. I saw it as being desperate. I saw it as being boring or, you know, an opportunity for me to do me, but, you know, coming into knowledge of who I am, you know, right now as a whole woman, God showed me that I have an assignment right now. And that, you know, I, I pray that singles, you know, your singleness, you know, for any single that you don't use this as an excuse, you know, just to take a back seat on life, Um, and don't wait until you have someone on your side to start living your best life, to start understanding your purpose. God desires for you to, uh, live wholeheartedly. Like, um, he wants you to be self-aware, you know, recognize your strengths, your weaknesses, your faults, so that you can allow him to work on certain areas in your life. 
Um, and you know, while you're, while you're waiting, don't just wait, you know, just be, I say, don't be, don't be lazy in this season, but become more active, Act, be an active waiter, meaning serve and get obsessed with their purpose. The per- point of this season is to actually build a better you. So while you're waiting, let God take time to deal with you. Um, and you may, I tell singles all the time, you may not like being single right now, but God needs your full attention. He needs your attention in this process. And while you're single, why give it, give God your best, give God your all, just as we desire all of him, he desires all of you. So I would just say, don't look at this as an opportunity to just take a seat back on life, but an opportunity to go in wholeheartedly and understanding your purpose for God. Yes, yes, yes. Amen, amen, amen. I love everything you said. And you're so echoing my heart in this season. And I love where the words purpose for every season under heaven. And when you said, get obsessed with your purpose, I was like, yes, it's so good. Because so many times we do want to sit on the sidelines and just wait like for that man to come along or woman, if you're a man, obviously, to come along to run with us. But like, I, I've always said, like, I'm going to run as hard and fast after God and the call of God on my life as I can. And if someone comes along that can keep up, then I'll give them my attention. So that's where I'm at with everything. And so I love, I love everything you're doing and that you're ministering on. And it's so needed just to remind people, whatever season they're in, that God has things to do in and through your life. So don't just sit on the sidelines, get in the game. So, right. So yeah, love everything you said. Mm -hmm. So you kind of hit on this a little bit when you were talking about real love weights and just the call to abstinence. And so purity is a hot topic in the Christian world. So what does purity look like biblically and how do we live that out practically? Okay. So one thing that I discovered that I've learned over the years is that I used to think just because I was abstinent that I was pure, but the, we know that to be abstinent is to, is the absence of sex. You know, you decide that I'm not going to have sex until marriage. You know, it was a a vow, a decision, a promise that I made unto God um, that I will wait until my husband before I have sex. But I've learned that because, you know, God desires for us to be pure in every area of our lives. (laughs) Like purity should be defined, not just as far as our sexual desires are concerned, but you know, your thought life, our words, our actions all have to be pure. You know, um, my desire is to live a life that's pleasing unto God. And purity describes, you know, who you are and also what you do. And it applies to every area of your life. You know, I like to think that it's not just about not having sex, but who are you, or your character? Who are you when no one is around? Um, how How's your conduct? Um, you know, like I said, especially like when you are alone, you know, so there's so many, that, this is what I learned over the years, you know, it helped to stretch me that, you know, just because I was absent, it doesn't mean that I'm living a pure life. Like pure purity goes beyond just my, um, just beyond sex is how do I interact with people? What is my, how do I interact with coworkers? You know, how do I treat people? What is my thought life like? So what are my actions like when no one is looking? That's how I look at it, you know, biblically, a biblical understanding of purity. That is, yes, yes, yes. I agree with everything you said. And I love that you talked about how it is so much more than just about sex because I actually did a chapter in my book, Slaying Singlehood, and it's called Pledge to Purity. And I 
echoed a lot of the same things that it's so much bigger than that. And so many times you'll get, okay, I'm, I'm still a virgin. So, but that doesn't mean you're pure. And just because you aren't a virgin doesn't mean you're not pure. Like purity in him is so much bigger and broader than, than that. And so I love that you talked about your thought life and just the way you're communicating with those around you and the way you treat people, all of that is so spot on. So yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It describes like purity describes who you are and what you do, you know, it concerns so much of your life yes no yeah yes we could do a whole episode on just that (laughs) because it's such a such a good topic so let's flip over to I want to talk about your weekly prayer call called the secret place which I love the name of that by the way so can you tell us about that oh the secret place first of all I am an intercessor um prayer is my life it should be part of everybody's life. I believe that prayer is like the same way in which we need oxygen to breathe. A Christian, we need prayer. Prayer is a spirit-to-spirit connection with God. It's a dialogue, you know, which between you and God is getting closer to God. It's where we mature. It's a place in which we mature in God. I call it the secret place. God has so much he wants to reveal to us, so much that he desires for us to know. But it's only in that secret place where we can get the answers that we desire, where we can get the strategies for our lives and the and the, the blueprint on the many questions that we have in life. And I just wanted to open that and share that with uh, and pray with other single women. So it, uh, God released me back in November. We're actually coming up on a year of the prayer call. We've been going in every Tuesday morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time where we meet on Zoom weekly calls on zoom and you know god releases me to speak a word most times a word of encouragement and then we also we begin to just pray you know it's about a community building a community of women of god who uh build their own prayer life build a healthy prayer life building a healthy dialogue with god and making sure that they're seeking god seeking him first in everything that they do so getting in that secret place getting to that place to hear from God, to hear the instructions from God. So that's what the prayer, the prayer call is just a community of just encouraging other women of God. And hopefully my, the goal is to see them grow in their prayer life and develop a healthy dialogue with God. Mm. I love that so much. And I love that you said that prayer is a dialogue. And so often we do look at it as a monologue of just showing up with a list of what I need and whatever. But the reality is that God does have things to speak to us. He does promise to show us the things to come and he does speak to us today. And I feel like that's something that just in doing ministry as much as I do and uh, just speaking to so many people that I think a lot of people just don't understand that God, you can hear from God. The word says my sheep know my voice and another voice will not right. follow. And that we do have that ability that veil has been torn into. We can enter into that place with him and we can come boldly before the throne room. And so yeah, that is something I'm super passionate about too. So I loved, I love that you're doing that. I love just hearing about what you're doing and, and I know that it's such a fruitful thing and that so many people are being impacted by that. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. I love it. I love it there. <laughs> yes. So do you have any other encouragement or advice for listeners? Anything else on your heart that you want to share? Um, Sure. I would say that, you know, um, as I come to embrace the single of singleness, 
one thing God, one thing I had to learn how to do was, because uh, it was a challenge getting over what I did. As a lot of us, seem, we seem to hold ourselves to our past and what we have done and thinking that God can't love us <laughs> because of what we have done, that God is like people where his love is unconditional, where he doesn't see our wrongs. When we come to Christ, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, he no longer sees our faults, our mistakes. You know, it's about coming to Christ was about getting better, about maturing. So the challenge for me was getting over what I did, but what helped me was I stopped living in what people knew who I was and started living in the updated version of who God says I am. I started becoming obsessed with my purpose, getting obsessed with who God says I am. Who does he, who does he say I am? You know, and I just want people to know, other singles to know that your future self is waiting for you, that someone else is waiting on you. You, you know, your yes is not just for you. There's a generation that is dependent on your yes. So stop punishing yourself. You know, you have nothing, you, you gain nothing by holding to your past. Yes, we learn from our mistakes. We're hoping to learn from our past, but every bit of energy you give to those negative thoughts and, you know, just as you continue to dwell on any regrets that you have, it robs you of, um, of your future self. It robs you of becoming the man or woman that God wants you to be. So I would say just get get over, you know, the challenge was getting over what I did, but you do that by pressing in and knowing, discovering who you are in Christ, discovering this new person. Um, who does he say you are and being confident and knowing that you are complete and whole in Christ. Once we enter into that space with him. Amen. Amen. I love what the word says to make a request known to God. So I'm just throwing this out there, Lord. I want to do a conference with you. That would be so <laughs> fun. Just listening to you talk. I'm like, oh my gosh, like to do a singles conference would be incredible. And I love that you hit on just, just the past and how, yeah, we look back and we learn and we grow from those, those things that we've gone through. But the reality is that his mercy is new every morning that he does delight in showing mercy. Right. And he yes. is rich in mercy, quick to forgive, like all of the things. And, and we know that the word says that God is love and love keeps no record of wrongs. And so we come to him and we're repentant. Like that is literally cast as far as the East is from the West. And he remembers our sin no more. And so, yes, a new day prophesying that over anyone listening that is struggling with that, that you are just going to receive God's mercy for you and then walk in the fullness of what he's called you to. Because like Danae said, there are people that are waiting for you to step into what you are called to do. And it's so important. So so, Danae, how can people connect with you? I'd love for people to get connected with you, with your ministry, and all that you are doing. Well, they can follow me on Facebook. Um, you can search my name, Danae. Uh, I spell it out really quick. It's D-E-N-A-E-A. -E -A. Last name is Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. Or you can also look up Real Love Waits, R-L-W. And you can also find me on Instagram at Virtuous underscore nay n-a-e um yeah and those are the ways that you can find me on on facebook and instagram and social media and hopefully we can connect because i love to connect with new people yes yes me too and i'll make sure that i put super easy for you guys to find Anaya, thank you so much for being on here like i'm so encouraged just i was just like i can just hit record and let you talk girl because i'm like so encouraged <laughs> by everything you shared and and just yeah, God is so good. Would you be willing to close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you 
for this time of um, just being able to fellowship with my sister in Christ. And Lord, we just want to acknowledge you and thank you for being Lord over our lives, Lord God. I thank you, God, for this season, Lord God. I thank you for this time of singleness, oh God, that we learn to embrace the, se the season, Lord God, that we don't look at it as a punishment, Lord God, that we don't look at it as a desperate season, God, but we understand that you have so much work for us to do, Lord God. And we take advantage of this season, Lord God, and walk in our divine purpose and plan that you have over our lives, Lord God. The point of this season, Lord God, is to build a better us, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, God, that we're walking in the new version of who you called us to be, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And as we wait, Lord God, that we wait, Lord God, with excitement, Lord God, we wait with joy, oh God. Let our wait be different in this season season, Lord God. Father, I pray, God, that as we uh, are renewing our minds in this season, Lord God, that we take time to unlearn those things that we learn of this world, God, and embrace the newness of who you called us to be, God. I thank you, God, that you have called us to complete new works in you, oh God, that great things are happening over our lives. Let us continue to speak the word of God, believe the word of God, express the words of God, and become the word of God. We thank you, God, for this relationship that we have with you. We thank you, God, that we can come to you, God, in spirit and in truth, oh God. Father, I pray now that you expand our capacity to receive all that you have for us, Lord. And I declare nothing but your good and perfect will in our lives now, God. And I declare that great things are happening to us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We honor you with our whole entire beings, Lord God. I pray now there be nothing missing, nothing broken. And I pray that peace. We thank you, God, for peace that surpasses our own understanding. Father, I thank you, God, that your peace will rule in our hearts mind, body, and emotions, Lord God. Lord God, we pray that you continue to be first and head of our lives, Lord God. We continue to glorify you in all that we do, Lord. We thank you and praise you, God. I pray, God, your perfect peace, your perfect will in all our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.